So when last we left off, um, our group of teens had headed to their cars to make their way over to Babe and Raven's house. What's your guys' last name, actually? I literally just looked this up and forgot. Crenshaw. Crenshaw, that's right. To go over to the Crenshaw house. What does your guys' house look like? You managed to make it there with a few complications. There's a uh, sort of distressed-looking Ricky Q with you. Uh, Caitlin, you want to take this? Mm, I can't Googling. if you don't want to. What do 80s nice houses look like? Oh, God, <laughs> the time back there. To me, it's literally like the house that I grew up in in suburbia, which granted was like a new build in, I don't know, to the, the year 2000, so not super appropriate. <laughs> but it's probably just like... You know, standard white panel siding, like very cookie cutter, right? Like we got to live in a subdivision where all the houses look the fucking same. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like it's sort of a two story, like kids on the second floor, mom and dad on the first floor, and then maybe like a half finished basement or something. I just want us to have space to do Ouija board. (laughs) If I'm being real. Did people finish their basements back in those days? I think that like the like wood paneling and stuff was like a oh, like yes. a oh, yes. thing. Yeah. Shitty, slightly yellowish carpet with stains everywhere constantly, mm-hmm. and then wood paneled walls also with probably stains. And a smell of cigarettes in the house, even though nobody actually smokes. One hundred percent. It's that seventies show with just wood paneling oh yeah wait i've seen an episode of that i know everything about the 70s <laughs> we live in that 70s show house. nice i love it <laughs> i was like a concrete basement with like a random grody couch in it hell yeah we do have the random grody couch raven did sneak it down there one weekend good <laughs> parents haven't noticed yet yeah street furniture yeah. they don't go down there yeah, they don't go down there. Yeah. That's that's our space. I, I will admit that I am. I did say wood paneling because I was imagining the basement of the house that I grew up in, <laughs> which had wood paneling <laughs> in the basement. And that is where we played with the Ouija board and also the backyard and probably cursed that house for a thousand years. That rules. Oh, and we definitely have like our parents custom built one of those real fucking nice like play sets in the back like one of those wood ones right oh that we yeah clearly don't oh, use anymore but it's yeah. out there and it's kind of haunted <laughs> okay I like so jerry that. and i met actually that's where you and jerry met it was on the play yeah. thing okay let me write that down mm-hmm. yeah uh-oh hold up now i have to write that down i was gonna say wait <laughs> i think my my contribution to this is like continuing the wood paneling we've got a nice wood paneled uh, jacuzzi outside. Oh my mm-hmm. fucking yes. god. I love that. The lap of luxury. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. Good. That's really good. Obsessed. And it has one of those like privacy fences that you can totally see over still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. There's definitely been like peeping boys for babe. They're like, oh, what you got going on over oh, there? Oh yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. There's so many creepy guys that hang out classic, in the Classic eighties troop. Oh god. <laughs> Oh. Wait, maybe this house is terrible, actually. <laughs> We're thinking everything now. It's like nice, terrible. Maybe this house actually sucks. It's haunted. There's peeping toms. <laughs> the house is actually shit. A cat died violently somehow. Oh my god. Holy shit. But we have a jacuzzi. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yes. We have a jacuzzi. Yeah. Hey, Fiona. Yes. Can I ask you a question? Of course. 
So Raven doesn't pay attention to fucking news media because that's bullshit. Except she does. She followed the Ricky Q case from the start. Mm-hmm. Like, what What are the prevalent theories as to how he disappeared? Like, what kind of shit would we have read in the newspaper? I almost said online, which is the craziest thing to say. Yeah. Um, so it seems like a fairly reasonable explanation is that he somehow fell into the lake and drowned. However, there's never been a body recovered, which has, uh, which has sort of spurned the various, um, conspiracy theories. Uh, there's like your classic something supernatural happened to him, whether that be like, uh, aliens or something of that nature there's also been some theories that perhaps there was like a cover-up like uh, there had been some sort of like toxic waste or something and uh, he did die in the lake but because of like the toxins or whatever the government came in and uh, covered it up and it was just sort of unfortunate that he happened to be such a well-known figure Um, and I'll throw that to the rest of the group what are some other theories that you guys have heard I feel like Wally has heard the most. I'm I'm waiting until the end. I want to see what everyone else does. <laughs> Let's hear what everyone else said and then multiply it. <laughs> That's valid, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Wally's going to fill in the blanks. <laughs> How many times did they drag the lake looking for a body? Has to be like hundreds, right? This was a famous pop star. Yeah, it's definitely more than, I don't know what the normal amount is, but it's definitely a lot more than the normal They brought amount. in the damn Coast Guard. Like, I feel like that was the one time that our town has gotten national attention other than just being the butt of the, like, oh, you're going to go to hell jokes. Yeah. Right? Like, we had t- tourism yeah. industry for, like, literally three yeah. weekends while people freaked out over it. And- yeah, and it's especially weird that it's, like, the, like, Beaver City and yeah, that that was the thing that you guys were best known for was the beaver thing, and now it's this <laughs> beavers and dead celebrities. Welcome to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's about right, actually. <laughs> well, my mom definitely thinks he was drunk or on something when he went in the water. She thinks he drowned, but mm. she thinks that he was higher drunk when he went in. Okay, okay. and he def she definitely thinks somebody else was out there with him, but. Ooh. Ooh, someone else there with him. My God, was there like a celebrity like dating scandal where he was with some like young starlet or some shit? And I don't know where she was that weekend, but she says that she was overseas or some shit. Why am I making up conspiracies in my head about this fucking fictional? Guy? <laughs> well, I mean, he's a celebrity. celebrity. He's never actually alone. It was Bethany Jacobs. Why was he even in town to begin with? I don't remember. I want to real quickly point out, Roger, did you call her Bethany Jacqueline? Bethany Javelins. Beth- <laughs> Bethany oh, Javelins. That's so much better. Bethany Javelin. Yeah, it's not Britney Spears. It's Bethany Javelins. <laughs> oh, I hate that now. Never no, mind. Great. They're sending all support. <laughs> Bethany, Bethany Javelins. Javelins. <laughs> <laughs> Does everyone else want to contribute? I think Babe thought that what how do i say this she thinks that um he was never on the lake at all Mm. and instead it was a body double Mm. and this has all been a publicity (gasps) stunt because he's about to release Mm -hmm. a new album so then he reveals he's alive (laughs) and then we get a new album and then he's gonna come back and like do like a cool like 
I'm alive. We're having a concert tour. And that's where he falls in love with Babe and they live happily ever after. <laughs> she gets her oh modeling God. job. Oh, Jesus Damn. Christ. This just feeds into your fucking fantasy. <laughs> He's going to fucking, fucking pull, pull a J station. I actually love that. <laughs> oh, this was like mm-hmm, recent, yeah. right? This mm-hmm. was like months, not years. Because I was about to be like, how long did he keep this up? If <laughs> this is Babe's mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah, I think that you guys said it was like six months or something like that. It's definitely been like less than a he year. He just needs a little bit of time off to take a break before his new album tour. And apparently his his like oncoming wedding, I guess. Yeah, it's valid. It's valid. <laughs> Well, why else would he be in town? He had to be hiding out, right? To Bethany Javelins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He was looking for you, babe. He heard about babe, and that's why He's he came to his <laughs> wife to be. <laughs> nasty. Zooming out from all this is nasty. Celebrities are bad people. <laughs> Dating culture in this time period was bad. Well. <laughs> Molly, what the fuck do you know? What do you know? Ricky Q. Pulls out notebook. (laughs) Was a secret government operative and never really a pop star. He was more the Milli Vanilli type, singing over pre-recorded instrumentals and lyrics. And meanwhile, he was a secret agent for the government. But for some reason, he turned rogue and the government's secret alien spies came and took him out. They did it on the lake. There was no body to recover because he was vaporized by their ray guns. Huh. So this this whole experience of seeing him alive is pretty fucking shocking to you specifically. <laughs> no, because of the government's cloning program. Oh, oh right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah, he yeah. was singing over subliminal messages, right? Exactly. For young girls. Oh, shit. How, what if Wally's right? <laughs> <laughs> what if? 4D chess. What if I just, like, didn't have an idea and, like made you guys do all that. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you guys think happened scribbling fucking frantically in your notebook? It's like, Cliff, could you say that again just yeah. slower? Hold on, this is good, this is good. Keep going. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that is uh, that is what you have heard for theories about what happened to our boy Ricky Q. Sick. And one last question, yes. like, because I'm sitting in the back with him explaining my Ouija board and the history of its usage and development and modern, like, myths and legends. Okay, good. Oh my God, How has Babe not told and... you to shut up yet? I don't know. It's a real good question. I think she's doing it quietly enough Wait, that so it's, is, it's maybe slightly. Is Ricky in the back or is she leaning between the driver and passenger seat talking to him? God in heaven, both are very, very good. We would never put Ricky Q in the back seat, right? I, I thought it was both of you in the back seat and I have to drive and I was furious. And I was in the front. <laughs> I'm following, oh. right? Like in my car, right? Yeah, it was, I think it was, uh, I almost said Roger. I think it was uh, Wally and uh, Sylvester in, in yeah. Sylvester's car. And okay. then the three of us, four of us, five of us, if you count Jerry, because Jerry's here oh, too. Oh, God, Jerry. <laughs> Leave room for Jerry. Jerry is so, so jealous right now. Yeah, he understands. But Babe's grit is only a D4. We are concentrating on driving <laughs> as much as it yeah. needs us. During during the drive and as you are explaining the Ouija board and such, um, he is looking around sort of nervously. Um, he has continued to be silent this whole time, um, but especially when there's like car pa- like different cars who pass and stuff, he sort of like ducks down and uh, keeps his head kind of on a swivel as uh, as you go. That totally tracks. 
I mean, I feel like it doesn't track at all for Raven because she's just so delighted by the fact that she can piss Babe off like this. Um, what does he? What does he look like? Like physically, does he look okay? Um, yeah, he looks fine. Um, his clothes might be like a little disheveled, but he doesn't look like injured or anything. He still looks like um the pop star Ricky Q. He's wearing like just like normal street clothes, uh, nothing like super fancy or anything. It doesn't look like he just crawled out of a lake after being interred there for six months and then magically, like, <laughs> reawakened. He's he's not a moist boy. Or, like, he's been living off a scrap. Yeah. Hold up, I gotta write that down. Ricky is not moist. Isn't moist. Did you just say moist? Yeah, I said moist. Hold up, I'll get some clean audio on that. Moist? All right, thank you, Fiona. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, I suppose when we get back, because our parents don't give a shit. We've established that, right, Caitlin? Oh, they're probably out. Nah. Yeah, it was a date night for them. Like, the kids are out and certainly won't need their help (laughs) being out at a high school party. God, (laughs) our parents are maybe just bad parents. I'm just having that realization. (laughs) I feel like they just had kids because it was, like, an expectation. And we're, like, not completely failing at things so they're not worried about it yeah 100 percent. we're not flunked out of school or well yeah we're not yet out of school yet (laughs) you made it anyway so if they're not home (laughs) what is that supposed to be (laughs) i mean it's a very easy like park in the garage like make sure that we sneak Mm -hmm. down to the basement um raven will go upstairs and collect like a a cd player what the like a like a tape deck is that a thing a tape deck does it have uh radio capabilities Uh, sure yeah it has to because it needs to be possessed that's fun um yeah she yeah uh she takes on her tape deck and like gets all set up and i assume we'll just kind of hang in the i mean i think raven kind of takes charge a little bit i don't know how babe would feel about that but she just sort of like assumptively guides people down to the basement and gets folks set up and like goes and makes popcorn and whatever i like how these demons specifically have like requirements like listen if it ain't if it doesn't have a radio i ain't jumping into that tape deck (laughs) yeah you gotta have standards dude come on Okay, so what is uh so what it actually is the ride like for um for Wally and Sylvester? So I think Sylvester like just starts driving in silence, um, and then decides that he should probably try to turn on the radio. And I think he is like trying to switch through stations and like read wally's expression to determine like what station makes the most sense for wally and he's just like flipping and he's like okay it's like a classical music station and he tries to read his expression and he's like okay not that one and he's just flipping through stations like as he's driving i think maybe after uh, a couple you find one i remember when i was growing up there was this one like late night thing that was mostly the weekends but it could absolutely work here where they would just talk about like they would play music but they would also like in between like take calls about like cryptid shit <laughs> just public access radio <laughs> no this is this is just just like this is like a fm radio station and they were it was like one of those like national syndicated shows where they would just like Talk about all kinds of weird shit like werewolves and moon phases and 
like Bigfoot and all kinds of shit like that. And uh, I think that that show was probably on and Wally, Wally just kind of lights up and is like, God, I didn't mean, I didn't even, I didn't even realize this was on. Oh, I mean, you know, you know, I've, I've, I've definitely listened to this before. Yeah, the, the music's whatever, but the the people calling in are, are you know, real interesting. Um, yeah, have you ever you ever called in for this show? No, no. My my grandma doesn't pay attention to a whole lot, but she definitely does the phone bill, and she's gonna be asking what all these calls would be, and I just I, I don't need that kind of hassle. That's cool. That's cool. And then I'll just kind of listen in on on the show, I guess. So what do you what do you think of? Ricky Q showing up like I mean obviously it's a clone of him or something like that but like it seems like out of nowhere right I mean it is totally out of nowhere I mean I also don't know if it's a clone but then again I mean I guess stranger things have happened well like I mean they've they all those like all the news outlets and like morning tv shows they always have like the interviews with him whenever like a new album would come out so like you know he knew how to talk but like he he couldn't talk back at the lake like it was all just him you know he he, he kind of knew how to write but not really talk so like makes me think that he hadn't learned how to yet because i don't know maybe it's a different one or something who knows i i need more information to make a true hypothesis and i think sylvester's just kind of Staring ahead, his eyes have widened a little bit, just fully realizing how bizarre Wally's statements have been over the past three minutes. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) And just going like, yeah, yeah, just like, you know, more information. Sure, that's, mm -hmm. yeah, just just get some more information about it. I love the watershed moment that you're having right now of like, wait, (laughs) is Wally fucking crazy? (laughs) So yeah, so uh, you guys make it back and uh, get into the basement along with everyone else. So as you guys are kind of sitting and Raven is uh, running around, uh, Corianne, what do you do? Um, wait, we're at the house, right? Yeah, you're in. Uh, yeah, everyone has mostly arrived to get into the basement. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to one of those like half basement windows and like peek out at my house to make sure that the lights are off and that my mom's not like waiting up for me and then I'm going to go and sit next to babe and be like so this is weird right this isn't this isn't what normally happens at high school parties (laughs) I mean I know the Ricky Q thing but everything else oh I mean everything else was totally normal this is absolutely weird so that guy not wearing his clothes by the bathroom you're lucky you only saw one she definitely she makes a face (laughs) um horrible so what are we doing now she's like watching raven like run around what are we waiting for great question raven what are we doing what oh uh she just like got back down from um grabbing some snacks from the kitchen and she's putting like the Old style classic Doritos in a bowl on the table. I don't fuck with this, guys. <laughs> I can't host a normal party, much less a seventies party. Raven is playing host. Yeah, this is definitely like a real fucking weird moment for uh, Babe. I would imagine because Raven's never acted like this before. She's never been welcoming to anybody in her whole damn life. Um, 
And so she like she sets it down and then kind of puts her hands on her hips and is like, well, I mean, I don't know. I just figured like Ricky Hughes back. So we need to make sure that like, do you need she like turns to him? Do you need like anything to eat or like, are you hungry or thirsty or like we have I think our dad has some beer in the fridge upstairs. Are you 20? I don't actually know. Can you drink? So Ricky had gone and after uh, Corianne moved away from the window, he had kind of taken her place and was like looking out the window. Um, he turns towards you as you start talking. And um, is the Ouija board like out on the coffee table with the chips and stuff? No, it's probably poking out of her backpack that she dropped by the couch, though. Okay, so then he is going to uh, go over and sort of sit on the couch next to uh, Corianne and uh take out the ouija board and kind of examine it oh oh my god yeah i can like totally show you how to use um hold up and she like kind of shouldn't like yank it away from him but she like her instinct is to go over and like yank it back from him and then realizes like wait this is ricky q and so she like kind of just <laughs> like guides it a little toward herself on the table uh and grabs the planchette and is like yeah so like wait wait Holy shit, can you, like, not talk? Um, he shakes his head. Corianne looks at Raven like, really? Wait, so is that, sorry, is that a, like, no, you can talk? Or, like, because that's confusing given the context. So, no, you, like, you can't talk, right? He nods. Okay, still confusing. I probably should stop phrasing it that way. <laughs> um, oh my god, okay, well, can you, can you, like, just... She, like, hands him the planchette and kind of, like, points between the yes and no and is like, are you hungry? Like, do you need something to eat? Uh, he puts it over to the no. And uh, he circles um, back to, like, the center of the board like you do and then goes back to the no. Wait. <laughs> I don't know anything about this, but aren't there supposed to be some safety measures, Raven? What? Okay, we're not, like, using it as a normal Ouija. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, and she, like, disappears upstairs <laughs> with a with a very curt, I'll be right back. She's going to be up there for, <laughs> she's going to be up there for a sec. <laughs> to the rest of the room. Babe's just like thrown up her hands and she's just like, this is exactly how you get haunted. <laughs> like she knows anything about it at all. Wait, that's a real thing? You can actually be haunted? I thought it was just Raven stuff. Oh, no. The haunting makes, you know, a lot of sense when you think about it from like a scientific perspective. Like when energy is create, when energy's there, it can't be created or destroyed. It just like changes. And so the manifestation of like, you know, any kind of real activity that's paranormal is, you know, just kind of a next logical step when you think about it from the scientific perspective of, you know, when life ends, what happens to that energy and spark and how does it change? Sylvester has not really listened to anything that Wally has said here because there's been a lot of conversation <laughs> in the car on the way over. <laughs> So <laughs> Sylvester just starts sitting down and grabbing a snack and, and putting his feet up like this might be a while. Yeah, well, Wally just kind of like says that he's over like in a kind of corner uh, sitting crisscross applesauce or just writing stuff down in his notebook. Oh, my God. He's such a baby. Uh, I think Graven is coming down the stairs at the tail end of that and is kind of nodding along with what he's saying. And is like, yeah, that's like one popular theory of the occult is like the energy transfer sort of stuff. But, like, 
I don't know. I think that there's some merit to it, but there's also a lot more mysticism. I, listen, we can talk about this, like, all day. And she's, like, her arms are, like, full of fucking candles. And, like, there's a feather poking out of one end of the pile. And there's a whole <laughs> bunch of charcoal. Um, and one of those little, like, smudging bowls uh, that, like, you know, Wiccan folks use. Um, she just sort of dumps it all out on the table and, like, gives babe like this real fucking sour glance and starts like very like purposely setting up loudly setting up like a bunch of candles and shit around the board um and clearly going through some type of process that she's been through a billion times but is just annoyed that this has to be a thing right now um eventually goes through and lights them all uh and while she's doing so, she uh, kind of looks over at Corianne and is like, hey, so like your mom isn't going to come over here like looking for us, right? Because I think, I don't know, babe, do you feel like we've got at least like three hours left before mom and dad get home? I just don't want there to be like interruptions if we're doing this kind of stuff. Um, Corianne's going to like clue back into the conversation, realizing that you're actually talking to her and be like, no, she thinks I'm spending the night over here. I mean, that was my plan. It was easier than telling her where we were going. Oh, wait, your mom doesn't know that you went to a high school party? I'm pretty sure my mom would have called the mat if I went to a, told her I was going to a high school party. Oh my god, at this point, Raven's just like stopped doing what she was doing and turned fully to you. Wait, so you're like sneaking out behind your mom's back? I mean, have you met my mom? I mean, kinda, but like, I've also met you. That's like bad. And she's like, she's saying that with like a huge shit eating grin on her face. I mean, like, it's not that bad. It's just my mom wouldn't let me do anything. No. Oh, my God. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it's like really cool that you're interested in like fucking around behind your mom's back. That kind of rules. And she puts out her uh, her hand for like a high five. Corianne, meanwhile, has been getting like more and more embarrassed by you bringing this up. <laughs> and like, also is like, <laughs> looks to babe and isn't sure about like actually high fiving you, but does it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Babe is has only eyes for Ricky Q. <laughs> <laughs> you see how easily you're set aside for the men. Fucking rise up against these women. For the opportunities. <laughs> you're valid. Babe's valid. No, she's not. Um, will kind of like, I don't know, just like, the, like smiled herself a little bit as she finishes setting up. Uh, with this new perspective on Corianne. Uh, and then eventually lights all the candles, um, does a couple smudge sticks. Uh, you see at one point she like, she lights this stick of uh, incense that smells probably like really bad. Like you can tell it's been lit multiple times before and it smells more like smoke and like charcoal than anything else at this point. Um, immediately puts it out and then like scrubs some like markings on the table. And you can see that there's like burn marks from previous times she's done this in the, in the wood grain. Um, <laughs> and then finally, uh, after all of this, she like nudges the planchette uh, towards Ricky Q again and looks at Babe and is like, okay, we are protected from the spirits except for the ones that we invite here. Are you happy now? Never. How do you Great. invite spirits? Oh, oh my God. And she like w- completely 180s again away from Babe and over to Corianne. It's like this really interesting <laughs> process. You have to like open your heart Raven. to that. What? Raven. What? Can we focus on the problem at hand? Pro- oh, 
yeah, she like blinks like she fucking forgot Ricky Key was in the room. You're just like She's too busy nerdy now. Vanna White's over Ricky Q. Yeah, she's finally found the one person who's been at all interested in this shit. This like, like I have to make friends Korea's with them. Not that interested. She's just very confused. I know. <laughs> it's true not. <laughs> oh no. Um so Raven like look back to Ricky Q and is like, okay, so you can't talk, but like, can you like spell stuff out? Like, what's what's going on? He puts the planchette over the yes and then um, goes back to center. So I'm 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 sort of saying this, assuming that um, Raven, I guess, when you use your Ouija board, do you sort of like? follow the rules of you kind of like reset it to like the symbol and then like go and and do it when you use it yeah i think she does all of the like like the real hasbro ouija board instructions that came in the box like she won't admit it but she definitely like bought this at toys r us or some shit um so she's definitely going off of like you know whatever limited resource came in there so yeah all of the usual stereotypes about how they're used yeah you do notice that he is using it that way um so then um, he will spell out. Um, As he starts, Raven like kind of <laughs> shifts uncomfortably and looks at everybody. He's like, this this might take a little while. <laughs> so she asked him uh, what he's what he's doing there, right? Yeah, what's going on? The most open-ended shitty Ouija board question of what's all time. What's going on? <laughs> he is going to spell out hide. H-I-D-E. Oh. Wait, like hiding from who? And he will spell out others. Raven kind of like sits back and looks like very thoughtful about this. Because <laughs> I think she's used to getting sort of like esoteric answers from the world beyond. And so this isn't any sort of strangeness. Uh, she looks over at uh, Babe uh, and is like, hold up, maybe this will be easier. Wait, hey, Ricky, do you know how to, or Mr. Q, what do you want us to call you? Actually, I'm sorry, I don't want to be rude. He just shrugs. Mr. Q. Mr. Q. Mr. Q. <laughs> um, okay, whatever. Uh, can you write? Like, if we got you, like, a notebook, would you be able to write something? He nods. Uh, you guys did give him a notebook uh, when you were in the woods. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, we did that before. Okay. Does he still, like, have it in his hands? Um, yeah. Yeah, he he has it. Why the fuck was he using the Ouija board? Because you Damn came it. down with the Ouija board. <laughs> I know. Oh, You were so excited. Yeah. <laughs> he he did specific he did specifically pull out the Ouija board. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um she like kind of pulls the board a couple inches uh towards her on the table. Um, just to give him space to like put the book down and it's like he just like I don't know can you like write out like who it is you're hiding from and like are they coming to get you like should we be scared is this some like ghost stuff or like just like a general overview I feel like would be helpful he looks apprehensive and he writes down trust question mark I think at that point babe is like None of us are going to say anything, right? Corian nods. And, like, glares daggers at everyone. Like, you know what'll happen if anyone says anything. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to be made disappear by government or whatever is after <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> Wally, it won't have to be the government. Yeah, none of us would, like, none of us would say anything. I mean, 
right, Sylvester? She kind of like looks over questioningly towards the one who's been way too quiet during all this. Hmm? Uh, I, I just, um, um I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I don't. I don't even. Who who would I say it to? <laughs> I mean, who oh who gosh. would I even you know tell that at all? I mean, we're playing D and D, right? I can call an insight check. <laughs> uh, I think that it just sort of looks at him for a sec and then kind of stands up and dusts her knees off and is like, "Hey, actually, can you come upstairs with me? I need to grab some stuff from the fridge and it's heavy. It's like I'm gonna bring down some soda. Can you help me?" Ye- you you need help carrying stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. She like, kind of waggles her little noodle arms. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess when you put it like that, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. She leads them towards the stairs, and uh, right before they head up, she like looks back and gives Babe like a meaningful glance uh, between like her and Ricky Q, um, and then <laughs> heads upstairs. Yeah. I wish Babe knew what that meant. Yeah. <laughs> So, let's see. Who do we want to follow first again? The upstairs or the downstairs? Oh, my God. Downstairs, downstairs, okay. downstairs. Get the spotlight, y'all. All right. <laughs> so, downstairs, you have everyone. So, Babe was given a meaningful look, and she does not know what it means. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's full of meaning, but who could say? And uh, then we have um, Ricky Q, Wally, Corianne, and Babe sitting around. So, uh, Ricky Q sort of looks around the three of you expectantly, because uh, the person who is asking him questions has left now. Ricky, have, have you ever been able to talk? Is this, like, a new problem that you're going through? <laughs> oh my fucking god. What a rude question. Corey Ann gives him a what-the-heck look. It's so good, because this directly ties to the conspiracy Yeah, 100%. Theory. He's a clone. Of course he can't talk. He shakes his head. What? Wait, what? Sorry, I'm upstairs. What do you mean? Uh, he points at his throat and shakes his head again. Were you like, okay, did you like go on stage and do the performances? Like, backing track or not? Like, do you remember doing that? Um, He does hesitate for a second and then he'll shake his head again. What? So he shakes his head no's as in like he doesn't remember doing it? Yeah. Yeah, he shakes his head no as in he doesn't remember. Um, he does like sort of look at Wally though um, and he kind of like stares at him and uh, Wally you just sort of kind of like sitting there near the table where everything is and you um you kind of like reach out and just sort of absentmindedly start to doodle the symbol. He starts to absentmindedly doodle it, or Wally does. Oh, yeah. I think I kind of like realize what I'm doing as I'm thinking, and I show it to him. I'm like, "Does does this mean anything to you, Ricky?" He nods excitedly. What is what does this mean? Like, what what is the you know? Could you tell us what this is about, or write, write it, whatever? He looks um, sort of apprehensive. And uh, he writes down a word in the notebook and says messages. Are they messages to us or to you? He nods when you say to us. Corianne is just staring at Babe like, what the hell is happening? Like, I think Babe broke the second that he said he doesn't remember any of the things. <laughs> but like, you don't sing. Oh my god, he's not really Ricky Q to you. You don't sing. <laughs> You've, you can't t- Who are you? Babe is just broken. 
What's happening? <laughs> All of her dreams just got crushed. Ricky, um, this is going to sound wild to anyone else here, but are you really an alien who's taken over the body of the singer Ricky Q and have just been trying to hide out here in this place? Wally! <laughs> For real? Oh my god. What kind of question is that? And I think that that might be a good time to switch over to the upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, Jesus. So, um, Raven, as soon as they hit the top of the stairs, is this like, I've been imagining this as a basement with like a door yeah. at the top of the stairs. That was, that was in my childhood home. So, yes, it exists in this home. <laughs> Hell yes. We are just living in Fiona's childhood home. I love that. <laughs> Um, so Raven like shuts the door behind them and immediately like turns to Sylvester and is like, sorry, that was like kind of a lie. Um, it just felt like he was getting kind of uncomfortable with that many people down there, you know? Oh, so you, you kind of interrupted the, the interrogation to remove yourself and me from the basement so Ricky would feel comfortable? Well, I mean, out of everybody there, I feel like I care the least about a big, cool celebrity. And, like, I don't want to make any assumptions, but you don't seem like you care too much about pop culture stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I, I don't I don't really care that much, I guess. I mean... It's not a diss. Like, I'm not trying to be rude, I promise. It's just, I don't know, I didn't get the vibe. I mean, I kind of like, you know ricky q's music i don't even know if it's ricky q though at this point now i know right like it's really weird because he's not he doesn't talk yeah he doesn't talk so i'm like i don't know if he is like that's a new thing or yeah i don't maybe like maybe like something really traumatic happened or something like i've i read in this book one time that when something really bad happens to you sometimes your brain gets messed up and so maybe there's like something like that i mean who knows i mean it could be you know, all kinds of things can kind of happen, I think, in times of stress or trauma. And I, maybe he's gone through some... I mean, everybody thought he died. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. Um, as Sylvester's talking, Raven's, like, led him over to the kitchen. And she's, like, going through some drawers in, like, a little side desk uh, where, like, the phone... The the wall phone is attached nearby. And, like, it's, like, their, their mom and dad's, like, mini desk. I don't know. My fucking childhood home had one so now this house has one i love this principle um but she's like going through the drawers and stuff and eventually like as he finishes what he's saying she pulls out um a pack of cigarettes and a lighter um and like holds them up and it's like i just i found out where my dad kept them a while ago um do you smoke at all uh no not not really no but you know, I don't. I don't mind if you do. You know, you know oh, it, cool. It's your house, of course. I mean, it'd be weird for me to tell you what to do at your own house. Yeah, no. I mean, it's cool. I don't want to like. I don't know if you have like asthma or whatever. Okay. Um. Okay. And she like she takes out a cigarette. And is like lighting it. And at this point, I think it has perhaps become obvious that her hands are shaking a little bit. Um, she like kind of struggles to light the match and did I say lighter? I don't care. It's a matchbook. Uh, she kind of struggles to light the match a little bit. Um, and eventually like gets lit up and takes a deep breath of it and sort of like leans against the desk a bit. Um, and, uh, eventually says, so this is like kind of wild. Um, you can, you can like keep a secret, right? Yeah. I mean, it- I think today is just a day really testing how many secrets can I hold. But yeah, I think I I, I can hold a secret, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, 
back at school during study hall, um, I skipped out because like, you know, screw study hall, right? Um, but I ended up doing a reading with the board and I got a response. The Ouija board? Yeah. Um, what was the response? Well, it was just like, I mean, it was just like Jerry, I think, just chatting with me, I think. But it was just like, like it moved on its own. Jerry, your like ghost boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Or like, you know, like we're just like, we don't really put a label on it. But yeah, like that, that Jerry. Oh, okay, sure. And you were just chatting and... Yeah, I mean, you know, like, obvi- like we talk all the time and like, obviously I know how to like <laughs> work a Ouija board and like, you know, it works all the time. But like, I, I don't it was just like, she kind of like looks to make sure that nobody else has come up the stairs and leans in a little bit closer. I just like, it was just, like, it moves like totally on its own. And like, that's sort of like, that's, that's weird, right? So you weren't touching it at all? No, like it was just kind of there. Oh, and I think uh, Sylvester actually kind of gets like stuck in his head thinking about how that would even work physics wise <laughs> and trying to think about that. Just oh, how would that even work? Just, he's like, um, and you're sure you weren't touching it at all. There was there's nothing else yeah, going on. No. And like given everything else today, it's just, it's like it's kind of spooky, you know, like I don't want to freak people out and like bring it up in front of everybody, but. I mean, again, like we talk like all the time using the board, like it's it's totally not even a thing, and I'm not freaked out by it. Like, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm like I'm totally cool with it, um, one hundred percent. But like, you know, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have thought you were uncomfortable at all. <laughs> yeah, and he kind of glances down at the cigarette. <laughs> she like takes another like, <laughs> just shaking, and she like puts it in her mouth. She's on it for a second, but like, yeah, no, you're you're holding it together. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But you know, I just I just felt like it was probably good to like bring up somebody just in case, like you know, like there's ghost shit going on, and like I can't be the only one that's like the expert and like super comfortable with all of it. So I just figured, you know, I'd tell somebody else, and it's not a big deal. I mean, yeah. you, you can just forget I said it. Actually, to be honest with you, I, I mean, well, like, well, yeah, I mean, well, what did it? What did it move to? You said it moved. You know where? Where did it go? Yeah. What did it do? I, I mean, I I asked if like <laughs> this is so stupid, but like. You know, the stupid dick signs that have been popping up that are, like, totally just graffiti. Like, they definitely don't mean anything. They're not messages coming from everywhere. That would be stupid. But, like, I asked Jerry if, like, there was something else involved in, like, the town and the symbols. Like, some sort of, like, I don't know, spirit or ghost or whatever. Like, our usual stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And he said he said yes. I mean, I assume it was him. Like, we, we were already chatting, so, like, of course it was him. It wouldn't have been anything else, but, like, I don't know. It just it, it seemed kind of weird. Hmm. So he said there was a ghost involved with the, the symbols? Yeah, something like that. Do you think that has something to do with Ricky? I mean, I don't know. Like, none of this stuff makes any sense. This kind of thing doesn't happen here. Hmm. I mean, I guess you're right, but I don't know. I mean... A lot of weird things are happening today, so... Yeah. Uh, maybe there's some things that we can't explain. Hey, about that, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, I'm, like, I know that things were kind of weird at the party. I just, you know, I was, like, trying to have a good time or whatever. So we don't need to, like, talk about, like, anything that Yeah, happened, totally. You know? I mean, like, you were drunk. 
I was drunk. Yeah, like we were both drunk, and like that's totally like yeah, I was that's totally all. drinking. Yeah, I was wasted. Oof, yeah, and you know, <laughs> probably said some things you didn't mean, huh? Yeah. Oh my god! Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, totally. Yeah, I know. It. Uh, I mean, for a second there, it felt like you liked me. <laughs> right like, yeah. wouldn't that be crazy like i'm totally like so cool and, like, yeah it's cool stuff and like you're just you like do homework yeah i mean like you know i'm just the math guy yeah and i'm just like the, the weirdo oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah 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 okay cool um so just yeah like i don't i just wanted somebody to know about like the weird whatever stuff Mm -hmm. um so i guess we should probably actually get some sodas so it doesn't look like we were bullshitting yeah 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 we also don't want anybody to think we were like up here you know like kissing or anything oh my god (laughs) yeah (laughs) right yeah (laughs) so crazy yeah 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 uh uh okay and she like <laughs> she like fucking stubs the cigarette I, like she just she just like opens the back screen door tosses it out into the yard and like just shuts the door and goes and gets sodas as fast as she possibly can okay uh back downstairs um wally has just been chastised by babe i mean it's if nothing else it will rule out improbably wild things Wally, would you have asked if you didn't think it was probable? Don't answer that. No. That's why I said M. I guess I have a question. Are you Ricky Q? Or is someone else Ricky Q? Or are both of you Ricky Q? <laughs> he does hesitate for a moment and then nods. So, wait. You asked like three questions. Option one, two, or three. (laughs) (laughs) So it was one was, are you Ricky Q? Two was, you're not Ricky Q. Or are you both Ricky Q? Someone else. Um, He like looks around the room and uh, gets up and starts fiddling with the tape deck. And uh, on the, and he turns on the radio and he uh, scrolls around until he hears a radio station that's playing the end of uh, playing like the last like couple verses to Moon Over the Lake, his song, his big song. So you are Ricky Q? And he does not turn to you, but you do see him nod. But you can't talk. He nods again. So who is that? Um, he looks around at everyone like he's not quite sure what to do so that's not your voice and he looks at wally oh my god it's wally's voice and he's looking at wally like very nervously (laughs) wally is ricky q i mean listen i I don't know what you uh i i don't i don't understand what's going on here but like if you're worried that i'm like gonna say anything i i'm not gonna sell anybody out to the man um, he will walk over, and um, on the notebook he writes "map," M A P. I turn. I, I turn to babe. Are the dicks a map? What?
Hello listeners, welcome to another season of Fables Around the Table. I am your GM for this season, Fiona L.F. Kelly. For our 11th season, we're playing Kids on Bikes. Kids on Bikes is a role-playing game about small towns and big adventures created by Jonathan Gilmore and Doug Lewandowski. We hope you've all been enjoying the story so far. If you like to, you can leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, reviews help us immensely, so if you'd like to leave one, it's really appreciated. And if you're all caught up now and want to check out more Fables goodness, why don't you try our season Lost? Roger and Caitlin are both on this season, and they play Kids Lost in the Woods on Halloween night. While trying to find their way home, they come across hollows in the woods where strange residents give them problems to solve. Lost is our fifth season in this series, so you can scroll back in your podcatcher to find it. Now let's talk about our players for this episode. First up, we have our newest player, M, who plays Raven Crenshaw. This is M's first time as a player on Fables Around the Table. She enjoys tabletop RPGs, being a dice goblin, and her cats. M has been so much fun to play with, and you can find her on our Discord talking about her latest TTRPG adventure. Next up is Caitlin Camp, who plays Raven's sister, Babe. In addition to being on several seasons of this podcast, Caitlin has also been a guest on the podcast Tales of the Voidfarer, and you can similarly find her on our Discord talking about her cats, bugs, or plants. Next up is Annie Kimmel, who plays Corianne. Annie is an avid reader and runs the Instagram account Two Bookish Babes with her friend Alyssa. She has also been on several Fable seasons, including being one-third of our bride, the other two-thirds being me and Caitlin, in Bluebeard's Bride. Next up, we have Roger Page. Roger is a regular Fables Around the Table player and Twitch streamer. You can find him on Twitch by searching for Mr. Roger, that's M-I-S-T-E-R-R-O-D-G-E-R. And if you want to hear more of Roger on Fables, you can check out our second season, Tainted Love, where he plays the time-traveling mall Visigoth Barrack. And last but not least, we have Cliff B. Cliff is a dear friend of the show and has been a player on many seasons. Uh, For instance, he played the super speedster from another timeline Jackrabbit on our season Super. And speaking of Super, Cliff is also the GM for Masks actual play podcast that takes inspiration from Super, but explores what's going on in Halcyon City 10 years in the future. That podcast is called Cape Chronicles, and you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Additionally, Cliff is one half of the nerdcore rap duo 2D6. Check them out wherever you get your music and follow them on social media to find more about their upcoming albums and shows. Additionally, we have some people behind the scenes who have been a huge help in making this season come to fruition. First up, we have Tom Goldthwaite. If you're a longtime Fables listener, you've probably heard of Tom. Uh, Tom has helped us out here and there with the story and has also created some of the original music you'll hear in the show, including the Ricky Q ballad, Moon Over the Lake. Tom is also the host of the podcast Cosmere and Coffee, where he talks about the works of Brandon Sanderson. Next up is our friend Chelsea Rexinger. We're doing things a little bit differently this season, are having Chelsea take on the lion's share of editing, which is a huge project in and of itself. Again, if you're a Fables listener, you know who Chelsea is. She's been on the mic and behind the scenes in various capacities over the course of the show, including creating a lot of the artwork we use, editing the episode's GMing and being featured as a player. Chelsea is also a candle maker. To check out her tabletop RPG inspired candles, head on over to etsy.com slash shop slash plot kindling candles. And we have Nick Yurosiva. Again, Nick is an active part of Fables and the Project Derailed Network in general. Since we're doing a sci-fi adjacent adventure story, I wanted to bring Nick on as a producer to help me out. Nick is the GM of the any nominated Spelljammer inspired 5th edition actual play podcast Tales of the Voidfarer, which 
which you can check out wherever you get your podcasts. And I wanted to give another special shout out to one of our players from a previous season, a good friend of the show, Maeve, who played Shelly on our last season, Brass, has started an actual play tabletop RPG podcast called Foxtail Games. Tail is spelled T-A-L-E. I talked about Foxtail Games a bit in the first episode of the season, but now the first episode of Rotting on the Vine, which uses the game The Curse of the House of Rookwood, is available now. Please go check out Maeve's new project for an extra spooky treat filled with family drama on your podcatcher of choice. And be sure to subscribe and review that as well. If you like this show and want to learn more, you can head on over to projectdereal.com. There you'll find links to our Discord, Patreon, and merch, as well as information about our other shows on the network. We hope you've enjoyed listening, and we'll see you all back in hell. And at this point, I will let um, the other two come down if they would like. Hearing the trail end of, (laughs) are the dicks a map? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you walk in and hear Wally say, are the dicks a map? I love that, yeah, just, are the dicks a map? Oh, did stuff change down here since we came back upstairs? Okay. Uh, Raven's carrying like a six pack of like, (laughs) I don't know, Coke. Raven Raven tried to give Sylvester some beer to hold, and Sylvester felt uncomfortable holding the beer, oh so while god. she wasn't looking, he swapped it for more sodas. Oh my god. God bless this shit. <laughs> Disaster. Uh, she kind of carts it over the table, plops it down, uh, sits down on the floor. So, Dick's a map. Do you have a map? Do you need a map? Oh, I think that there's an old one somewhere she like shuffles around um around some boxes over in one corner of the room near the unfinished part and comes back with like a i don't know it's probably fair to assume we have a town map right yeah okay yeah your parents have that framed somewhere in the basement oh perfect um it might have gotten like a little bit water damage or something at some point but it's still like totally legible and fine beautiful she takes down from the wall and um like takes the back off the frame and whatnot uh, so map on the table in front of Ricky Q. Uh, he still has the notebook and pencil. I think Raven just looks expectantly at him. So, okay. So the, the map's on the table. Um, he puts it, you, so you put it in front of um, Ricky Q. Um, he kind of like looks at it and um, he sort of like gestures kind of towards, he kind of like looks at the map, like he isn't like quite sure what to do and draws the arrow like you see in the pictures towards the top of the map um so the what wait wally don't you weren't you keeping like a notebook where you put all the locations of all the signs uh yeah and i pull out that notebook and start going through and like putting markers on like i think maybe I would have already had a town map with the markers on it, mm-hmm. and I kind of pull that out. And... Yeah, so you pull it out. Um, you have a town map. So as you guys are looking at this, um, Ricky is, you know, you, you have the map with, like, the different locations on it that you've seen the symbol drawn. Wait, no, the the box... The box looks like the abandoned factory. I think the arrow is a tree, and the the head of the dick is a light. Is a lake? <laughs> Can we just stop calling it a dick? <laughs> yes, I don't, please. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. You know, like, and yeah, and, and I'm just kind of like gesturing to the youngest of us at the table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we have like a fucking thirteen year old. 
<laughs> I think Babe was probably like, what's wrong with the, oh, yeah, no, we should not talk about it. Very belatedly. We can just call it like the sigil. Oh, I don't like that either. Yeah, let's call it the sigil. And the and the dots from, and the the more defined one that we saw before, the dots, those are the railroad tracks. So we, either that's an arrow going through the woods, or that is supposed to be the woods. But wouldn't, wouldn't, Corianne says as she points to the top one, wouldn't that technically be the, like, tree line? Like, this seems like it should be something different. Well, yeah, that's... Wait, yeah, and Raven kind of pulls the symbol, uh, pulls Wally's notebook towards her to get a better look at the symbol again. Isn't, like, on maps and stuff, like, railroads are, like, slashes through roads, right? So maybe like the slashes at the top are actually the railroad and it's just pointing north towards the woods. Well, I thought the bottom line, especially on this dotted one, that would be the railroad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because otherwise it would be Main Street. Although, if you look at... She like turns it to the side. If you look at it this way, it kind of looks like... I mean, the area with the box and the circle, could that be the elementary school and the train? Didn't a symbol literally just show up at the elementary school today? Oh, it was the high school earlier in the day. Oh, yeah. I was smoking way too much weed. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just totally forgot. Well, couldn't, couldn't it be the high school to the abandoned factory? I don't know. Oh. Wait, yeah. Cause he or the abandoned factory way. to the woods next to the high school. With Main Street going down the middle. I still think it's the abandoned factory to the lake. Honestly, you've said abandoned factory so many times that I kind of just want to go there. <laughs> I mean. I think you just want to go to the abandoned factory no matter what. Yeah, I mean, maybe so. But, like, if we're going to investigate this, and uh, she, like, takes a glance over at Ricky and try to help, since clearly he doesn't want to go to people who are, like, actual authorities, then we should look into some of this stuff, right? Uh, I turn back to Ricky. Who are you hiding from again? He looks out the window and um, he looks like towards the window. He's not like standing right there. He does look towards the window and you see a car drive by. Oh, like everyone. Um, Just then you guys actually hear. So the radio has been playing still kind of softly in the background from when he turned it on. Um, You hear the emergency signal come on. And uh, it stops the um, radio, and you get a message. Um, it says, this is an emergency alert for the area of Hell, Michigan. There is a dangerous criminal on the loose. Um, police are saying not to approach this individual, as they can be very dangerous. And um, and uh, citizens should know that this person cannot speak, but please do not approach or try to help them. Um, stay in your houses. And then the message just keeps repeating. Oh my god. <laughs> the hell Michigan police just fucking setting up any mute person for the worst day of their life. <laughs> Holy shit. If someone doesn't talk to you immediately, you should call the police. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he and uh, Ricky begins to look very nervous. Well, what are the chances? Yeah, seems like kind of a small world, huh? Did you guys figure out if this is, like, actually Ricky Q? He says he's Ricky Q, but 
when his song came on, he said that wasn't him, but he didn't say who it was. Sylvester suddenly cuts everybody else off. Give me your ID. <laughs> uh, he jumps <laughs> and looks at you. Out the window, please. <laughs> Just like fucking Ralph from the Simpsons, just head first through the window. <laughs> All right, good game, everyone. <laughs> uh, he stares at you. He probably doesn't have his ID, dude. He just got found in the middle of the woods. I mean, look at his clothes, right? I mean, none of you asked, so. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, to be fair, I don't even have an ID. Well, I mean, you're also like. Nine. Wait a minute, how do we know that you're Corian? I'm 13. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, you're 13. Yeah, that's a fair point. Not even everybody has their temps. Come on, Sylvester. I mean, I mean, everybody doesn't have to rub it in my face that I have my license and I have a car. <laughs> I was just complimenting you. I think it's pretty cool. Anyways, okay, there's a super easy way to solve this. There's somebody in this room who has all of the Ricky Q knowledge that's ever existed. Babe, just ask him a question that only Ricky Q would know the answer to. Hmm. <laughs> Make up some Ricky Q trivia, Caitlin. <laughs> like, oh, put me on the spot. Um, Here's an empty platter now. Fill it, hmm. please. Oh, man, this is hard. Um, <laughs> around what year did we say it was? 19... 80 something 80 something um <laughs> i feel like it was 86 have... I, I can't remember that yeah okay. i have it written down but um that notebook is still packed in a box so whoops sure that's fine <laughs> 1980s i feel like i took notes somewhere and i don't know where any of them are despite having two open i took notes here things in front of me but um um, I think Babe will look at him and just go, quick, tell me, in the summer of 1983, who were you on the yacht with when the photographers took a picture of you and sold it to the, the what's a newspaper name? The, the LA Times. No. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> the, the alternate universe LA Times. <laughs> sure. <laughs> the LA Time. Yeah. The, the- Alt LA. Yeah. So you you ask this question. He uh, looks at you and he doesn't answer right away, but he stares at you and you start thinking the answer really, really loud in your head. Like you're almost like screaming the answer in your head. Oh shit. <gasps> oh shit. Oh yeah. shit. Oh shit. Where's the fucking hype alarm manatee or whatever? <laughs> and uh, what is that answer? My poor brain is like Britney Spears, but no. Um, Bethany Javelins. Bethany Javelins. Was it actually Bethany Javelins' little sister, uh, Jennifer Javelin? (laughs) Jennifer Javelins. (laughs) Jamie Spears, Britney Spears' younger sister. They are related, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, Jamie, Jamie Lynn is the younger sister and Jamie is her father. Yeah. God, I know everything about the Spears family. I Cultural genius. I know <laughs> too, too much. much about celebrities. Yeah. Me and Roger, mm-hmm. man. We know everything. Um, so, yeah. So you start, it almost like is like hurting your head how hard you're thinking this answer. Um, and then Ricky Key writes down Jeff, uh, Jeffany. 
Bethany Javelin. No, it's definitely Jeffany. <laughs> Jeffany Javelin's Bethany Javelin's sister, yeah. Younger sister, Je- Jeffany Javelin. She's the younger yeah. twin. This is the 80s, man. If I ever have a daughter, I'm naming her Jeffany. Fucking shit was crazy. <laughs> no, Cliff. No. Uh, I'm changing Raven's name to Jeffany. Uh, I think before Babe even says anything, after he writes it down, uh, Raven is like looking intently and she's like, oh my god, that's right. Wait, so you actually are Ricky Q. Uh, he still seems a little bit like he's like, oh, I don't know, but he does, he does like nod. Oh my god. I think I noticed like it taking a while for this and I just kind of like start loudly repeating in my head, can you hear me? <laughs> Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Uh, Wally. <laughs> Wally at all times now trying to establish psychic like, connections with every person he meets for the rest of his life. As soon as you do that, his eyes flicker over to you and then look back at Babe. Oh god, that's not good news for Babe if he can't actually hear her thoughts all the time. Uh, I think Babe would have at some point since this was so loud in her head just a blurted it out probably like mid-sentence with Wally doing his his thing even though she doesn't know that's what's going on and then just get super confused and just like stare at Ricky question mark like what was that and then look at Wally like why are we looking at Wally and back at me and then the three who are not having mental connections just looking at these three, looking between each other with looks of wonder. <laughs> and Raven's finally like, what? What the fuck's going on? What is this? And uh, he will write down again in the notebook, hide. Well, you don't have to tell me twice. So Sylvester starts trying to look for the nearest closet to go hide in. <laughs> no. Uh, he, <laughs> Raven like, grabs Sylvester's. <laughs> <laughs> I think he means that like he wants to hide, not that you have to hide. You're good. I know, I, he didn't say like I'm going to hide. He just said hide. You know, like like it's a yeah, verb. Yeah, but like context clues. Oh my god. Okay, so like I guess I have to be the one who keeps all of this together because like I know the most about these sort of strange spiritual occurrences. I think we need to find some place to tuck him for like a while. And it can't be our mom and dad's basement because they're going to get back. And if we have a weirdo living in our basement, she's like looking at babe. I don't think that's going to fly no matter what celebrity we tell them that he is. Do they ever come down here, though? I mean, no, but like, yeah, I guess it, I guess not. And he'd be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> actually maybe this isn't the worst idea because we could just like i could like say i'm not i mean i don't eat all of my meals anyway so like i can just bring down food for you like leftovers from what mom makes or like i don't know we could stop at sloppies and like pick you up burgers after school this could work the doorbell rings fuck (laughs) i think babe screams I think Raven also screams. It's a brief moment of like same brain between sisters. Corian jumps so high. Sylvester takes this as the ultimate sign that he is meant to hide right now and will go and immediately try to find something to hide in. Fucking dives into the closet. Corian shoves Ricky Q in with him. (laughs) Okay, so Ricky Q and Sylvester are in the closet. Great. 
And uh, yeah, what do you guys do? Um, I would assume does since our basement has I I guess windows since we're looking out at cars passing by. Um, can we see through one? Of, like, can we move to a basement window and see if we can see who's on the front porch? Sure. It's my childhood game. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if you can see super clearly who exactly is on the front porch, um, but you can sort of make out a figure standing there and um, two cars parked in your driveway that are not yours. Two cars? Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Babe got up to look out the well, window. Well, actually, two figures st- standing there. Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, damn, this guy was fucking ghost in the whip all the way here. <laughs> 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 the coolest cop. Uh Raven ran over and uh, and flipped off the lights like as soon as a babe got up to look out the window uh, and kind of joins her over there. That's not mom and dad, right? I don't think so. I mean, I don't remember what their cars look like, but that's not it. Yeah, and they wouldn't be ringing the doorbell. Okay, go answer it and like, lie. <sighs> My time to shine. Hand me one of the sodas. Corianne hands it to her. She like cracks open a cold one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she like... <laughs> I don't know, uh, adjusts her clothes, so it's a little more revealing. Horrible. Like, settles her shorts, like, sh- oh lower on her Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, salutes as she goes up the stairs. Salute. And she's going to go to the front door, mm-hmm. but peep out the window first. You see two men st- standing there. They look like they're, like, um, middle-aged, very clean-cut, um both uh wearing like uh trench coats that appeared to be like closed up over um like a sort of like almost like suit style business wear. <laughs> I think she'll take a deep breath. And since this is the eighties, she'll open the door. <laughs> since this is the eighties, we answered the doors then. <laughs> um so wonderful. They uh look at her and uh one of them says, um Hello ma'am. Uh, we're out here tonight because, uh, I don't know if you've heard on the radio, we've been trying to get the message out as best we can, but unfortunately there is an escaped criminal, um, and we suspect that he may be in your neighborhood. Have you seen anything suspicious tonight? I think she'll crack open the soda and just, like, look them up and down and just go, other than yourselves? I haven't seen anyone. Oh my god. Fucking expert at work. <laughs> Love to see it. And they're like, have you been home all night? Me? No way. But I didn't see any escaped criminals, if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> I am seeing both of you on my front porch right now. Why aren't you finding this escaped criminal? What if he's getting away while you're standing here talking to me on the front porch? We're gathering information as best we can. Uh, we we suspect that he may have come to this area, and we want to warn everyone in case they haven't been uh, listening to their radios due to the late time of night. Who are you? Like, cops? We're from the state. Is that cops? <laughs> God, I love babe. So, cops? <laughs> oh my God, so, you're cops? <laughs> Raven and Corian totally snuck to the top of the stairs to like listen in. One hundred percent, we're stacked on yeah, top of each other like yeah. a fucking Scooby Doo moment. <laughs> Love that. Uh, 
They, uh, <laughs> one guy uh, who's been talking to you nods and says, uh, yeah, we're cops. Oh. I've always been real curious about cops. And she just, like, looks at them, doesn't say anything, does not fill the silence. <laughs> oh my god. They, uh, sort of, like, look around behind you, um, seeing nothing, um, just a normal house. Um, they're going to, uh, the guy who's been talking to you takes a card out of his pocket and handwritten on it is a phone number. And, uh, he says, why don't you call this number if you see anything suspicious? Oh, and she takes it. Raven is like violently mimicking throwing up <laughs> so that Corianne can see. Corianne is elbowing her. <laughs> and they say, have a good night, ma'am, and uh, be safe out there. And they're going to both go back to their cars. Um, but if you keep ro- watching, you notice that they're not really driving away right now. What the fuck? What the fuck? What I think honest. Babe is just gonna linger in the doorway. Just like one hip propped up against it, just drinking her soda, watching them. Silhouetted by the shitty interior 80s <laughs> lights. What a look. Smiling and waving. <laughs> yeah, uh, she stands there, um, silhouetted in the doorway, and uh, is waving at them. They sit in their cars. God, two <laughs> cops will never win a standoff against one obstinate teenager. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> I think, yeah, Babe's just gonna, like, out loud be like, mm, looks like it's gonna be a long night. And just settle <laughs> herself on the, like, on the front step, but, like, pull the door, like, not all the way shut, but, like, mostly shut behind her. And just keep watching them. God, babe really said fuck cops. <laughs> this is Ricky Q we're talking babe about. Said, fuck her future husband. <laughs> I'd love Babe now. This has completely turned me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I like that so much. Uh, yeah. Let's say after like five to seven minutes, they do, they do in fact drive away. This is like seven minutes in heaven in the closet right now. <laughs> uh, during that five to seven minutes, I think Raven would have kind of gone back downstairs to check in on what the fuck's going on down there. Corianne would have gone back down, but she would be watching out the like little half window on her tiptoes. I think Babe has pulled her own pack of cigarettes out of her back pocket. <laughs> oh, nice. Is um is Babe staying out there after they've left? Yes. You do notice them start to circle the block. Nice. Shit. Oh my god, delinquent children. Um, going downstairs, uh, Raving like sees all this kind of begin to happen. Um, what the fuck is Wally doing? Wally is sitting on the floor, and if you go over to look at him writing in his notebook, he is basically forming a questionnaire. <laughs> you made a questionnaire on the right hand side, top of it, a couple spots to say <laughs> yes and no, and there's just a several question long list of things that once we get the all clear. He wants Ricky Q to check off. God, is it shit like, do you have gills? Or like, is your DNA exactly equivalent to Ricky Q's? No, it's like, are you an alien? Were you experimented on? Okay. (laughs) 
so Raven, Raven like walks over briefly to like check in uh, and sees the setup and is about to say like, oh, good thinking. And then like reads what the actual questions are and just immediately like you turns over <laughs> to head to the closet where the other two are. Yeah, uh, you open the closet and uh, <laughs> it's stuffed in with whatever fucking like Christmas gear and shit is in this closet is uh, Sylvester and uh, Ricky Q. <laughs> She immediately says, I'm not, like, disturbing anything, right? Uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so it's fine. Calm down. Um, The cops were outside, but Babe kind of talked them down. Uh, But they're not really leaving the neighborhood, so I don't know if the plan of sticking around here is going to work so well. We might need to, like, sneak off or something. You mean run from the police? Again, yeah. I mean, you already have practice, so. Uh, yeah. I mean, I it's, sure. I kind of do. I mean, I um. Uh, and he kind of like looks at Ricky. Uh, he shrugs and nods. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, Ricky. He's like, yeah, we got it. Like, damn it. <laughs> okay. It's fine. This time we can like. Oh, oh my God! We could like make a diversion or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, diversions can be helpful, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I have so many. Okay, I have so many ideas. And she, like, closes the door on them again. (laughs) Uh, And trots back out and upstairs to the landing, where she goes, like, babe. (gasps) Babe. Whatever could it be? Close the door, come here. I'm busy. Yeah, I know, but, like, obviously it's not working, so come here. If I move, they might think something's up. If you don't move, they're definitely going to think something's up. Hmm. Until, like, stub out her cigarette and, like, drink the last of the soda and toss the can in the yard and wave (laughs) and then go back inside. Being deliberately slow about all of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. As soon as the door is closed, uh, Raven's going to, like, just kind of, like, ducking low ridiculously to avoid being seen through the windows, I guess. She, like, meets Babe halfway and goes, uh... Okay, so we, like, we have to get him out of here, right? Look, as much as I am pained to admit it, I don't know shit about cops. Oh, my God. They can't come in here, right? Well, yeah, like, technically, probably not. I don't know the law, but, like, if they really think that they're after a criminal or, God forbid, if Wally's right and this really is some kind of conspiracy, then I don't know that the door is going to be what stops them. (sighs) Hmm. It's fine, though. It's all fine. Because, like, we were literally talking earlier, the factory is not a bad place to, like, hide people, and we can sneak him food if he needs to be there for a second. And I have, like, a genius plan, Sylvester, and I can cause a diversion, and, like, the rest of you guys can, like, get out the other side of the house, and it'll be fine. Running? Yeah, or, like, grab the car, but, like, if they grab your license plate, they're just gonna take your car. (laughs) Hmm. What if you take my car? I'm listening. And I'm mad about it. But what if you take my car and look real suspicious, which isn't hard for you, I know. And while hopefully we time it so that they follow you and we'll sneak out the back. You know, I am a track star, but I don't know that everyone else is. So we're going to need some time. Like I could probably handle a medium speed chase with some cops, and like Raven saying that she looks happier than she ever has in her entire life. <laughs> her dream come true. Literally, yes. Like bucket list item checked off. Best party ever. <laughs> Babe's just like 
Don't forget to take the drugs out of your pocket before you get in the car. Yeah, okay, whatever. I don't have anything on me right now. Um, cool. Okay, I'll go let the guys know. And do you just want to keep an eye on the cops for the moment? I'll do my best. Awesome. And I think that there's like, I mean, I, I don't know if this fits with your vibe of what our relationship used to be like, Caitlin. But I feel like often with siblings that fight, like when they were younger, they were much chiller, like before you knew that it was like mm. older siblings and younger siblings do fight. And so like, there's a brief moment where like, Raven kind of like puts her hand out for a fist bump, like maybe like they used to do when they were coming up with fucking shit to get away with, with their parents or whatever. Um, but like, and there's like a moment of that nostalgia of like, oh, remember when we used to do this kind of shit for fun? I mean, not this kind of shit, but you know. <laughs> Um, (laughs) stealing cars when they were like 10 uh but like she kind of like puts her hand out halfway and then like freezes realizing like what she's doing and then sort of just awkwardly scuttles back away towards the basement no before because honest (laughs) uh that was the feeling i was having (laughs) so i think what happens with babe is that like with the the like oh we put out a fist bump she's gonna look at it and then right before it's too late she's gonna like shoot her own fist out and like hit it and then like pull you in for a real hard hug and then just be like don't fuck it up and then (laughs) and then just shove her away adorable yeah raven like walks away like just mumbling like (laughs) absolutely unintelligible (laughs) processing what just happened and slink back off to the basement absolutely avoiding eye contact that's cute that is very cute caitlin that's cute fuck that's cute cute oh babies Okay, I need to write that. <laughs> okay. I don't know if uh, if there's further shenanigans happening in the basement while we're upstairs. They have been in the closet this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> you the the closet is not locked if Sylvester. No, wants after to. getting after getting the door shut on him the second time, Sylvester definitely <laughs> opens the door to the closet. Um and yeah. uh just kind of pops out of the closet to see what um what Wally is doing and kind of looking at the questionnaire and then uh I'm I'm guessing like I'm just gonna drag Ricky over with me because I'm just like mm, you know come check this out and then uh we'll start kind of uh, I guess chatting <laughs> question <laughs> yeah while they're chatting is the laundry down here uh yes Corianne is gonna like rub go through the laundry and pull out some of Babes and Raven's dad stuff for Ricky Q to change. Ooh. Yes, he is a Hawaiian shirt wearing dad. <laughs> Hawaiian shirts and cargo shorts. All right, yeah. She's looking for dark clothes specifically, something like a sweatshirt, like jogging pants, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so there's like a University of Michigan sweatshirt and like some uh, very... No, boo, change it. Yeah. Fiona, change Fiona, it. Fiona, how dare? Guys, we're in Fiona. Michigan. Fiona, Mi- you're the guys Fiona, You're the guys who made it in Michigan. It. That doesn't mean you have to go all the way to betrayal. <laughs> okay, there's a, for some reason there's an Ohio Fuck State yeah. hoodie in there. Go, um, <laughs> oh, stay true to the sun. Okay, so you give Ricky um, a very 80s Hawaii, uh, Ohio State hoodie and some like um, some very also 80s like um, like uh, 
jogger pants. Like those shorts that are like two shorts for dad to be wearing. I was like, yeah, like yeah, that's exactly what I was imagining. <laughs> God, that sucks. God, that sucks so uh, bad. Babe will be happy. And uh, he just starts uh, changing like right there. He just sort of like... You know, Corian goes so red faced and like turns around and goes and gets like a pop or something. Like- <laughs> Corian goes into the closet. Yeah. She goes, and <laughs> Why does this keep happening to me? Babe, somewhere is screaming. Oh my god. Well, Sylvester just like reactively like spreads his arms out, <laughs> thinking that like he is just like an impenetrable wall of like, avert your eyes. God, Raven comes downstairs with him T posing in front of a naked celebrity. <laughs> She's like, sure, that's what tonight is. Um, yeah, he he just gets, you know, changed into it. Um Yeah. Everyone is uh Ricky made it awkward, I guess. Yeah, what the fuck, Ricky? You're with a bunch of teenagers. Actually, I'm pissed at Ricky now. Listen, Wally's happy somebody heats off of him. Oh my god. <laughs> Wally's just like, oh yeah, this is normal. Corianne is just like nervously drinking her pop now. Oh my god. Man. Sylvester's just trying to gauge when Ricky is done changing because, of course, he's not facing that direction. <laughs> so he's just trying to gauge it based off of sound. You no, know, he's got like his eyes closed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, uh, you do turn around when you start when you stop sensing so much movement, and he's like finished uh, pulling on like the sweatshirt and stuff, and is now clothed. <laughs> it didn't take him oh too too long. <laughs> Sylvester just casting casting glances back, like is. Is the is the is the dick out still? Is the dick is, is the dick out? <laughs> I don't know why he'd be changing his underwear. Hold up, I need to examine some things about myself. Yeah, no, he 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 is he did retain his underwear. He did not, you know. Uh, why do you think his dick is out? Let's, yeah, let's talk about there's it. been a lot of dick talk. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Ricky just seems like the kind of <laughs> Ricky seems like the kind of guy who go commando. I don't know. Yeah, what a- oh, that's actually 100% true. <laughs> Canon stamp of approval. God. Alright, so Raven comes down after all this fucking shenanigans, having completely missed seeing Corianne come red-faced, like, out of the corner with a soda. Fucking <laughs> Sylvester's still T-posing. <laughs> uh, she kind of walks over to the center of the room and starts uh, packing up her backpack again with the Ouija board and some of the candles and other sort of like the notebook and other supplies uh and says uh all right shed wreckers we got a plan what's going on everybody gather around okay so like there's definitely cops outside and they're definitely not leaving the neighborhood so we need to get ricky out of here stats we're gonna have two teams team a is gonna be uh she kind of like looks around at everybody (laughs) i guess Corianne and Wally and Babe and Ricky and you guys are gonna wait until some of the heat is off the house and then you're gonna get Ricky over to the old abandoned factory get him set up and then get back here as fast as you can understand how are we getting him over there uh I think maybe you're walking it's not that far. Where is your house compared to the abandoned factory? It's it's not close. God, that's a good I question. Don't. Let me look at the map and see how outrageous the thing I just said was. <laughs> yeah, it it's not close, but also it's a pretty small town. It is definitely possible to hoof it. 
It might not be the most like pleasant walk in the world, um, but it's like you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, it would take us like two days to walk there. Why can't we take Sylvester's car? Oh yeah, I mean that would be probably fine. I I mean I was gonna have Team B be me and Sylvester, but like I get you know to whatever you want to. She like looks over at Sylvester, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Sylvester was like still t posing, like eyes closed kind of thing, <laughs> and uh, once his name is mentioned, I'm just. Huh? Uh, um, no, I'm I'm cool with I'm cool with driving. Uh, you guys just can't like bring any like snacks or any of these things like in the car. Um, yeah, we just we we can't have snacks in the car. Well, babe could drive your car. <laughs> if if Raven needs you for her part of the plan that she still has not described i mean mean, a little presumptuous of you to assume you know you can drive my car you know maybe maybe you know just a little i'll drive your car and sylvester is like no you will not we like your choices are babe or a 13 year old without a, even a temporary license here come on no i oh will God. drive my car you just can't have snacks that's my rule it's my car oh wait no that like that totally works wait because i was gonna take babe's car but like babe can just drive her car and drive all of you guys and then sylvester you and i can take your car well what what's your part of the plan though oh yeah so we're like we're gonna go lead the cops on a crazy car chase what is happening (laughs) casual wait in my car (laughs) do you still want to drive sylvester Babe glued to the screens upstairs, unaware. And I think at that, you, oh, so you you want to you want to put my car in a cop? Well, no, like chase. I wanted to put Babe's car in it, but like if you're so attached to like you driving your car, then the only thing that possibly makes sense. Whoa, 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 whoa! I the car is registered to me. Uh, I can't I can't have that on my record. I mean, I just. What what do you mean? I I drive the car. I mean, um. Uh, well, the way I see it is either you and I go in Babe's car, and I can drive her car, and then you let somebody else take your car, and they can drive Ricky over to the abandoned warehouse, or you drive your car in the high speed chase with cops. Actually, it makes way more sense to, like, have your car go to the warehouse because it's super inconspicuous and nobody would think, like, anything wrong is happening in it. Whereas Babes is so flashy that, like, it'll draw attention anyways, and that's exactly what we want to do with the chase. So you should definitely lend your car to somebody else. What? When did I get volunteered to be the wheelman for a car chase? When you admitted <laughs> earlier that you had a car? When you refuse to let anybody else drive your car. Oh, you don't have to be. I can totally drive. See, but it's my car. I don't want to have it be in, in the... Ch- what? Okay, I... fine. Wally, you can come with us. And Raven, I don't know. Or Sylvester, you can come with us. Here's here's my thing, Sylvester. If you go in the car that's in the chase anyway, the the feds will have your information anyway. So you'll either be driving your car and they get you, or if they catch you and uh, Raven in Babe's car, then they'll have you either way. Oh, they're like not going to catch me. (laughs) You can see a fucking like, we zoom out to a thought bubble above Raven's head of her just imagining this days of thunder, high speed fucking NASCAR race. 
I think Babe from upstairs at this point is like, are you ready or what? Yeah, sorry, just one minute. Okay, I mean, I guess I don't need help if you just want to go with the other group. That's fine. Or we can just walk. No, no, I just, I, uh, I, I really, I really don't want anybody to drive my car. You know, it's, it's cool. How about we? Uh, I, I will, I will try to avoid um, a chase at all. How about that? How about we just completely avoid? We drive so normally that no one, no one suspects a thing. Yeah, but like the point is to get the heat off the other groups so the cops don't follow them. I think you get another interjection from upstairs that's just like, if this is about Sylvester's car, we aren't using it. We can just run. Yeah, Babe was talking about just running over to the warehouse. She knows you too. We're like, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Meh. And and at, at this point, Sylvester is very relieved that the attention has been pulled off of his car and just like, yeah, I mean, like, we could totally just use like a, something else. Like, I don't know. Do you guys have bikes or something? Like, we could we could just do that, you know? Yeah, sure. Okay. So I'll lead the cops away alone in Babe's car all by myself. She like pauses to look at her Sylvester <laughs> in a really exciting car chase. That would be totally adrenaline pumping and like such a good opportunity to whatever. And then you guys can just ride a bike over to the abandoned warehouse. That's fine. I mean, we don't really have a bike for Ricky and... I think, Corianne, if you go get your bike at this hour, your mom will know something's up. Fine, whatever. Then just walk over there. I mean, okay. Fine. (sighs) (sighs) Fucking Raven, like, stomps upstairs uh, and halfway stops and, like, points at Sylvester and is like, keep an eye out for my signal. As soon as the cops are gone, you guys get the fuck out of here, okay? Can do. And does a little salute. And she goes up the rest of the stairs. Don't even want to go on this car chase. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go on it with a boy that I may be interested in. Didn't, Fuck it. I didn't want to go on a romantic car chase with you. <laughs> God. All right. She'll go grab. Uh, she'll go grab the keys from Babe and get ready to fucking peel out. Man, Raven's idea of okay. romance, top notch. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Okay. It's like, let's go commit crimes together. Isn't that romantic? <laughs> and Sylvester is like, no, this is literally the least romantic thing ever. The couples who break the law together <laughs> stay together. Let's go get in trouble with the cops. I think I look over to Sylvester and I say, you know, it might be a good idea if you go, because if the cops are looking for someone and it's just one person peeling out, they might not take the bait. But if there's another person in the car with the driver, they'll think that they're clearly trying to get away. Why do I have to go? <laughs> Sylvester is definitely just talking through his teeth. I mean... I love that literally everybody else in the room is like, we all know why, but we can't <laughs> say it out loud. There's just stomping from upstairs. Yeah, from two sets of feet. <laughs> I, I've known... I've known Raven for a long time. You really want her to do this by herself, Sylvester? Listen, I need I need to go with I need to go with this group because I'm the one who's going to know what to look for in case like government stuff is set up and they know what's going on. And do you want Corianne to go? Corianne's thirteen. Corianne's head's not going to even show past the headrest. They won't know. Hey. Okay, okay, I'm over it. I'm over it. Bye. <laughs> and, and Sylvester just starts running. <laughs> 
my god, he does not deserve this. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking save Sylvester from these horrible guys. Okay, uh, yeah, you run upstairs to meet Raven. Uh, yeah, Raven is already, like, she's she's let Babe know she's already, like, out in the garage, like, keys in the ignition, kind of waiting for a signal from Babe that they're all ready. Sylvester runs up to the car, gets in the passenger seat, clicks the seatbelt on, doesn't say anything. Raven's just, like, beaming at him, but definitely tries to fucking hide it. God, this sucks. I'm just playing a fucking Sundari character every goddamn motherfucking time, I swear to God. Alright, whatever, I'm over it. Hey, this is the first time you've been on this show. No one knows that. Hey, nobody else fucking knows that this is every character. It's not. It's totally not. It's fine. Everything's fine. I can't even hmm you at that. Uh, yeah. So, um, now with Sylvester in the car, uh, why don't you describe, uh, the, uh, what exactly you do to get the cops' attention? We can say that, uh, they're coming kind of like around the corner, so they will see whatever you do next. Perfect. So I think Raven uh, looks over at Sylvester, <laughs> clearly intending to fucking drop a, a one-liner, and it's just like, let's, let's, let's fucking do this. <laughs> Flubs it terribly, uh, revs the car a couple times. She's also like probably never driven Babe's car, so it takes a second for her to like figure out how to shift the gears and like turn the lights on and like do all the stuff. She adjusts the mirrors, uh, and then. Um, she backs out of the uh, garage into the driveway and out into the street um, and immediately like flips on the radio and starts blasting whatever station Babe had been playing on their ride home. Mm-hmm. Uh, lays on the horn for like a solid, I don't know, five, ten seconds until like the cops are clearly like heading towards her, maybe accelerating. Mm-hmm. And then just like fucking pedal to the metal, bro. We're peeling out. Sylvester sinks lower and lower into the seat. Yeah, and uh, we see the car fucking, like, screeching down this residential road at, like, whatever fucking time it is. And then we see Babe, or not Babe, uh, we see Raven probably grinning maniacally, gripping the wheel, and Sylvester sinking down into the passenger seat holding the ocean handle. And uh, that's where we will pick it up next time. (laughs) Oh my god. What a nightmare! With a freaking car chase. <laughs> With a freaking car chase. I'm so so sorry. Fucking god, this is terrible. <laughs> we'll get you out of this unscathed. <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> we're not ruining. Sylvester is the one person among us who has like a real future. We cannot ruin that. <laughs> Why do you want to be a hero? Yeah, she's gonna sort of like uh, drop down out of the sky and try to kick him like, you know, square in the chest. Look, I don't know what you're fucking trying to do here, but I don't make deals with enemies who put grenades in a box like they're the $5 movie bin. Release Mystery. 
or you all will be the ones that are extinct. I don't know if I can have an honest conversation with Royale as a corgi. You're right, it's fucking not funny. <laughs> I mean, literally no one would find this funny. Remix, use the dragon filter that would make it funny. It's just like man standing emoji. Just T-posing in the corner. <laughs> Who is your contact? Benchmark. Who? Hey, I just need Buzz Nest for like one minute, and then you guys can go back to whatever you were doing. Check out season two of Cape Chronicles starting Wednesday, October 5th, every first and third Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. File folders contain important information. Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so. uh yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We can make a board game about it. Back on Twirl, I was a nobody. I got teleported out here, and here I'm something. I'm somebody. The Voidfarer begins maneuvering towards this 200-meter-long space whale. The handle of these and grit. Is that something you have? I'm a tiny little guy. <laughs> of course I got grit. If you tried anything, it would end very poorly for you. This alithid dreadnought warps away, accelerating the spell jamming speed as quickly as they arrive. Who the fuck? What am I trying to say here, Ravnus? That we're crew. I like that. We're crew. That is a natural one. You send yourself sailing out the side of the ship, untethered. Oh, I'm putting a python into the ground. I'm wrapping my rope around it, but I'm jumping into the gravity well. <laughs> a gnome, a halfling, and a half-orc walk into a bar. I forget the middle part, but the punchline is feathers everywhere, and that's not my peanut butter. I cast Tasha City as Clapper. <laughs> Climb aboard for Tales of the Voidfarer, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, my consequences have actions. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> wait, way around. wait. projectderailed.com